Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of this show. Today we are here with Adriana, the founder of Cordial Media Pinterest Marketing Agency. How are you, Adriana? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast today. Yay, we're excited to have you. So let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? All right. So what does my agency do? So we are a Pinterest marketing agency, which means we help influencers and e-commerce businesses drive traffic and sales utilizing Pinterest and Pinterest marketing strategies, whether they be organic or paid. How did I get started? Um, I fell into it, to be honest. I started way back in university doing um, my finance degree. I didn't really love it. And I was looking for a bit of a creative outlet. So I started a fashion blog because I always loved styling clothes. Mm. Because I started this fashion blog, I was kind of embarking on a journey of trying to figure out how to drive traffic to the blog. Mm. Um, I tested so many platforms. I tested Instagram marketing. I tested, you know, Facebook marketing at the time. I tested Twitter. I I mean, you name it. I tested so many different ones and I fell onto different Pinterest marketing strategies and I've actually went ahead and implemented all of them for my blog to see if it would actually help drive traffic. And it did. It like tripled my page views in three months. I went from zero page views to 50,000 monthly page views. And then I started helping other bloggers do the same and it became this service that I was offering and you know built a business off of and over time we expanded into also ads management on Pinterest and you know four or five years later here we are doing this full-time and loving it wow that's such a unique story I love that and and I love that it's on Pinterest and not on something that normally everyone would expect, especially nowadays with TikTok and things like that. Mm-hmm. Why why Pinterest? I mean, I know that you were blogging there before, but did you have any interest on it before or could you gauge that maybe your future business would be related to it? I really could not predict that it would have been Pinterest, to be honest. Um I don't know. I mean, I used to use Pinterest just, you know, as a regular user for inspiration. That's what everybody goes to Pinterest for, right? Just for inspiration. Um, And then upon, you know, starting this blog and trying to figure out different marketing strategies, Mm -hmm. I started to learn the other side of Pinterest, which was, you know, how to market yourself on it. And it's almost like I cracked the code on this algorithm, if you will, Mm. was such a relief at the time because I couldn't figure out how to crack the code of any other platform's algorithm. Mm. Um, And I just loved it. I just totally fell in love with Pinterest marketing strategies and, you know, keyword research and SEO. Um, And I think it really shows when you love something. And so because I loved it so much, I started helping other people. And yeah, I just grew from there. Yeah, I love that. I love that your passions kind of led you to just service and just having a service-based industry. That's so amazing. And it's so rewarding, you know, to help out other people um, and to get paid to do that is, is a blessing. It really is. Absolutely. What year did you start? I think it was around 2018. Wow. I, I should go back and actually like pinpoint the exact year and date that I started my blog, but yeah, something like that, like 2018. 
Yeah, that's so amazing. So how is it working with different types of influencers? Do you find that, or I guess this will lead me to the next question. How do you get your clients? Is it through social media, referrals, ads? What's the process? So multiple different ways. Um, Mm -hmm. Content marketing for sure is super, super helpful to Mm -hmm. generate sales referrals as well as you mentioned. And then, you know, when your service is good, it grows by word of mouth. So that's really, really what happened. Um, I got my first few clients from Facebook groups, actually, just like engaging in those. That was like, you could do that. I don't even know if you can do that anymore. Um, But yeah, just honestly, word of mouth is really powerful. And so is content marketing. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's so important to have referrals. And just like you said, word of mouth is so important because I think referrals speaks to like how long term it is. And then just the building relationships. That's such a vital part as an agency owner. I haven't dabbled into the ads just yet. I think that that's probably something that I will explore in the next few years. Um, But it's definitely not, you know, the be all end all of growing anything. You don't have to, you know, utilize ads to grow. whatever you're selling, but it's a, it's a definite amazing add on to what you're already doing. And it's something I'd like to explore in the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Would you say that just you started in 2018 and 2020 is two years after where were you? Can you walk us through how, or what stage were you at at that point in 2020 and how did that help you get to now? Uh, 2020 was still very much the beginning of figuring things out. Um, you know, it takes, forever figure things out when you're first starting. And I, 2018 is actually when I started my blog. Um, Mm. 2020 is probably the year. I mean, everybody had time on their side. So that's the year that I grew my business and really poured into growing a Pinterest marketing agency as opposed to as much in the blog. I discovered as well that I was loving doing Pinterest marketing much more than, you know, writing on the blog. So I really poured my heart into it. Mm. Um, and because at the time I was selling an organic service only, so mm-hmm. just like a, an organic Pinterest marketing strategy, people like influencers who needed, um, a new avenue other than Instagram and sponsored posts started mm-hmm. to reach out to me quite a bit. And that's how I was actually able to grow my business, mm. um, which is interesting because if you speak to a lot of other marketing agencies, that time period was quite difficult for, for a lot of them. Um, and for me, it was actually the opposite. I was able to grow my business, which was really cool. That's such a, yeah, it's such a good thing. And, you know, you mentioned just influencers with gravitating towards Pinterest more or looking for different avenues. Would you say it's because Instagram doesn't have the, I mean, the link in the bio is the only thing that you can do. You can't, you don't have like a direct way that you can get somewhere. Would you say, does that have anything to do with it? Honestly, probably yes. Um, so Pinterest is, or was at the time, because today like growing an organic account is not what it looks like, what it used to look like. Mm. Um, but at the time, they everybody had their own corner of the internet, these influencers, you know, and a lot of people knew them for their Instagram content, but they also had blogs, right? Mm. And those blogs in order for them to make money off of those blogs, they would have to continuously drive traffic to those blogs. Mm. And this is where a Pinterest marketing strategy came in because we were able to increase page views and therefore increase revenue without having Mm. to rely on sponsored content because we were able to, well, the the influencers were able to promote on their blogs 
Um, mm. Affiliate links, they were able to promote uh, that have ads on there, you know, so yeah. it created like just another avenue for them to level up their, their income essentially. Yeah. And that's an amazing opportunity, especially when every, the world was, you know, very much online and there were so many changes at yeah. the time. Yeah. What would you say your agency's expertise is? So our expertise is solely Pinterest marketing, um, but I would definitely say that we have equal expertise in organic marketing as we do in paid ads marketing. Um, we have clients in both of those realms and we love doing both. And a lot of the times those two complement each other very, very well. And depending on the type of business that you have, mm -hmm. um, sometimes we do implement both types of strategies and then other times we will go you know, the approach of one or the other. So organic or paid. Um, so that's something we assess when we, we get on the call with the client. That's amazing. Would you say that you were very organic focused in the beginning or did you implement any paid? Yeah, very organic focus. I had to learn, well, I learned everything my, by myself, like from scratch. So I learned how to implement an organic strategy from scratch and then was able mm. to sell that as a service. And then when I decided I wanted to learn paid ads from scratch, I did the same thing. I just totally um, doubled down on figuring it out, essentially, how to run Pinterest ads and how to make them profitable. Um, and so I really would say that we are 50-50 in terms of expertise because we put in that work to make sure we learn exactly what it is that clients need in order to level up their Pinterest marketing strategies, whether it be in an ad setting or in an organic setting. Yeah, I think, you know, that's so important. Can you expand a little bit more on just the differences between organic and, and paid and how it's really helped you in the beginning being just organic? Yeah, so, well, at the beginning, organic for me was for selfish reasons, right? I just wanted to find traffic, like get traffic to my blog. Yeah. Um, so that's why I went the organic approach because when you're first starting a business or you're starting anything online, you have no money to invest. All you have is time. Um, and implementing mm. an organic strategy was the best way I thought at the time to, you know, put in the work that would then be rewarded, hopefully anyway, with traffic. Yeah. Um, so an organic strategy is amazing for somebody who's looking to get traffic to their site, who wants to build brand awareness. And most recently for influencers and content creators on Pinterest, getting accepted as part of the creator rewards program. Mm. So that program um, allows you to make money off of your idea pins. If you hit, uh, there are certain criteria. Mm -hmm. That's really, really great uh, from on the organic side of things. An, a paid ad strategy is amazing for an e-commerce business. Um, as much as an e-commerce business would be great, you know, in organic as well, you don't see the same level of sales as you do through ads. And so if somebody is an e-commerce business and they're looking to maximize their revenue, well, I usually suggest we go full force um, into a paid ad strategy and then maybe imp implement an organic strategy thereafter. And then if you're a brand um, looking to really just have a really well-rounded Pinterest marketing strategy, then combining organic and paid is the best, sorry, is the best way. I don't normally recommend paid ads for um, influencers because really they're like the feature that Pinterest created for influencers or content creators is idea pins. So that's like the area of focus that mm. we double down on for our content creators. 
Um, but if you were looking to increase your page views even further onto your site, then maybe running a Pinterest ad to your site would be a great way to do that. Yeah. Thank you for expanding on that. I'm sure listeners will really enjoy that. You know, I think it just sounds very much broad. It's so insane that 15 years ago or maybe 20 years ago, this would have been an outlandish topic, but being an agency owner based off of, from being a blogger, that's such a unique story. What would you say you're currently learning right now just to level up your agency? I'm learning how to hire, how to hire a bigger team. So I have a a tiny but mighty team right now. We're about four people or so, five people, depending. Um, And I'm learning to figure out, okay, how to hire the right experts, you know, where to seek for those experts, um, what tasks in my business really do need to be delegated to an expert, um, and what tasks that I should continue to do um, Mm. as opposed to delegate. So that's probably where I'm at in my agency. And it's an interesting challenge, um, but an exciting one at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's trial and error and there's expansion too, you know, as you're reflecting and growing different ways. Would you say that, you know, or when did you get to a point where you were like, okay, I need a team, I need to grow, like this, these changes are needed? I knew I needed help when I started to feel very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. whatever that looks like for you, that's going to be different for everybody. But I got to a point where I was really stressed every day trying to finish all the work that day because I really like quick turnaround. Mm. Um, And if I can't deliver quick turnaround, it stresses me out. And then Mm. when it got to the point that I could no longer deliver quick turnaround without being stressed out, that's Mm. when I needed some help. And that's when I started to seek, seek out some help. And really the first person who I hired who helped me in my business was my sister. Aww. Yeah, she was um, growing her business at the time for eyelash extensions. Wow. Yeah, but because of lockdown, she couldn't see anybody. Oh. And so she had some free time, um, and she studied in graphic design. And because Pinterest is so creative focused, yeah. I thought, okay, how about we start with that? Like, have my sister come in and do all the graphic design, and yeah. you know, hopefully relieve some of my work so I can you know, continue to deliver great results, but also continue to grow my business at the same time. That's so amazing. And I love that it's family focused as someone who comes from a big family. But I mean, are you still working with your sister? Is that something that continued? I'm no longer working with my sister because, you know, lockdown ended and her passion tied with eyelash extensions and growing her business. So I totally understood that. And so she went ahead and continued doing that. And I actually ended up hiring one of my friends instead to do the graphic design and she still helps me today. So that's really, really cool. That's amazing. It goes to show that your net worth or your network is your net worth. And Mm -hmm. that's just so big when it's the people around you. It's really just comes down to the people. Yeah. And a lot of people say, you know, don't work with friends and family. I even mm-hmm. hired my mom. She's one of our account managers. And she, oh, she me in that sense. Um, they say not to work with friends and family. And I definitely understand why, you know, the risk is definitely there of conflict and compromising yeah. relationship over work. And sometimes it's not worth it. Yeah. But on the flip side, when you have people in your corner, you know, who have known you for so long, it's, it's definitely has an advantage. Um, and it definitely makes me feel a lot safer growing this business, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody's listening who's 
potentially thinking of hiring somebody in their corner, I definitely would say to, to test it out, but to set really clear ground rules. You know, I have a, a rule with my friend where we always prioritize our friendship over work. And as soon as it no longer works for us, we will vocalize that and, and figure it out, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. I'm so glad that, you know, as you're walking through that, you're just able to grow and still just, you know, hold your relationships close as well. Would you say that just over time, have you like regretted or, or have you been selective, I guess, with just hiring other people along your journey or has it just still been a process of expanding your group more? Definitely a bit of both. So I've definitely expanded. Sometimes it happens by accident too, which is a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of, like just like how it happened with my sister. I was just complaining that I was overwhelmed and she was like, I can help you with your graphic. Yeah. And so she kind of took that on. That happened quite a few times um, mm-hmm. within my business, which means most of the people who do help me are still in my circle. Mm-hmm. But in the last six months, we have hired two two different girls who are not in my circle at all that I've, I've never mm-hmm. met them. Obviously I've seen them, you know, virtually, but mm-hmm. um, so that was like my first experience of dipping my toes into working with somebody that I don't know at all. Um, yeah. And that's been equally as rewarding and beneficial. I really can't say it hasn't, you know, it really, really has. It's just yeah. I guess, figuring out like hi- how to hire the right people and, Trusting your gut, that's something I'm starting to learn as well with hiring, like really trusting your gut is important um, because I know that long-term I won't be able to hire all my friends and family. To I see know. <laughs> Have a whole tribe around you. <laughs> you know, it, that would be great in a perfect world, but no, I can't. That's not realistic. <laughs> that's funny. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. What would you say is a skill that you've been just be able to cultivate over the years to just grow into the leader that you are today? A skill. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I guess I would say epic organization. Like you need so much organization, geeking out over project management tools. You know, honestly, Mm. my, as soon as I, I'd probably tell you that as soon as I set up a project management tool, it freed up so much brain space um, for me to, you know, to utilize in other things that are more important than remembering tasks all the time. So yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say like setting up a project management tool and like refining my skill of being organized has helped me level up in my business. Yeah, that's so important. You know, just to transition, what would you say you're currently most proud of right now on your journey? Um, I'm most proud of how I've been able to grow a business. I'm 26 and I went from everyone doubting me in my life to everyone mm. saying, wow, that's pretty cool what you've built. And, you know, every day we all, we always live, um, imposter syndrome, but I'm definitely yeah. proud of the fact that I've, I've been able to grow a business and I, I sustain myself hundred percent fully by myself, um, which is really cool and, and sometimes can be challenging in these mm-hmm. times. So I, I'm probably most proud of that. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that a lot of young, not just women, but just agency owners in general deal with imposter syndrome and doubt, of course. But how were you able to tackle that? Or how or how do you tackle that currently? Um, it's a constant reminder, that's for sure. I always have to tell myself to kind of tuck away that ridiculous thought and move on and just do whatever. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, I have an amazing boyfriend. He's super, super Aww. supportive. 
And he really does talk me off a ledge very regularly when I start to spiral. So yeah, I would definitely say having a great support system, an amazing boyfriend has helped, but then also mm-hmm. practicing those, those thoughts, those positive thoughts is really important too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a conversation of wellness, but then also just like working out the internal things that are happening all the time. You know, that's so amazing. We have a great support system. And yeah, on the flip side, <laughs> what would you say your biggest rock to move right now on your journey to seven figures? My biggest rock to move is figuring <laughs> out fulfillment still and utilizing content marketing on another level. So I'm currently mm-hmm. doing some content marketing, but I don't think it's to its full potential yet. And I think once I do kind of maximize the potential of content marketing for my business, it could help it definitely reach that seven figure mark. Mm-hmm. Can you expand a little bit more on just the content marketing or what you're just hoping to grow into more? Yeah. So, I mean, I do content marketing on YouTube right now. Oh, but to which is really really helpful for my business to grow my business but i'm not i'm only for example posting one video a week and i'm not making that video into tiktok videos to increase my touch points so example of that um it would just be a matter of taking you know my content and being able to expand it onto multiple platforms in order to increase my brand awareness, my visibility, and the different touch points, and in order to continue to attract the right client for my business. Yeah, that's so important. Can you also expand on touch points and what that may look like for you? Oh, sure. Um, so for every, they have this saying in marketing that takes seven touch points to convert somebody into a buyer. So if I'm showing up on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, let's say, you know, four times a day, then Mm. you're increasing the touch points in order to attract your ideal client and therefore increasing your chances of getting more clients and and closing those clients too. I see. Thank you for breaking that down. Do you feel like you've utilized that in the beginning of your journey or did you know what it was in the beginning of your journey where you're like okay I got to post this amount of times and reach this amount of people or was it, it like you said just organic so that content marketing is quite organic actually t- to start but it's at first I did do that so I was on all the platforms doing everything at all times and it's exhausting. I mean, anybody mm-hmm. who's a content creator knows that like creating this much content and having to post it and schedule it out, it requires yes. constant tending to, you have to respond to comments, you know, you have to engage with your audiences. It's a lot of work. And at the beginning, I didn't have the bandwidth to, to do all that. So I just focused on the content marketing that worked for me directly mm-hmm. at the time, which was my YouTube channel. Okay. It's still doing super well, like for, for my business, it's helping me quite a bit. So I am continuing to level up on my YouTube channel, but now I'm at the point where I'm ready to expand that to other channels and try again and do it with better intent. Cause I feel like I was also throwing spaghetti at the wall. And after, you know, a few years of content marketing, you realize like, okay, what are the things to say that get that get people interested that will spark, mm-hmm. you know, interest that will, you know, get people on the phone with you. Um, so yeah, I'm just ready to double down on that essentially, but on multiple different platforms as opposed to just my YouTube channel. Yeah. 
That's huge. I'm glad. Thank you for breaking that down. You know, I know as someone who's a content creator, it's very tedious and it does take a lot of time and time is very much an asset or can be. So it's so important. Just be yeah. intentional, I would say. Intentional. That's the right word. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What did it take for you to just get to maybe a stable point where you were like, okay, I'm full time. I'm doing like, I'm in a great place. Like it's only up from now. Like what did it take to get to that point in your life? Um, determination. Yeah. Lots of it. You have to keep going even when the going gets rough. <laughs> um, I moved out of my parents' house a year and a half ago. And that, I don't know if you know Ryan Serhant, the real estate agent in New York City. I don't. Okay, he's he's on million dollar listing. Anyways, I read mm. one of his books, and in it, it said that when your back is against the wall, you have nothing, like you have nothing else to do but to push forward. And so, as soon as I moved out, I was completely financially independent. You know, I had to be financially independent, and I had to grow that. Um, so I just I don't know, like some sort of hunger takes over you. Uh-huh. And you keep working to the point that you feel like you're going to, you can breathe a little. So that's yeah. what I did. And that's what it took. It took, I think, pushing my back against a wall to feel like I have to work so much harder um, in order to now feel like it can take a little bit of a breather and relax and just feel like it's on the up from here. Yeah. And also I do always tell myself if my business shut down tomorrow, you know, I would just, I don't know, start a new business from scratch and save and utilize my savings for, for a few months to get a new business off the ground because nothing's foolproof at the end of the day and yeah. everything can be, you know, shut down overnight. So mindset, mindset also plays a big role in that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for breaking that down a little bit. You know, I mean, you have a very unique story as a blogger in the past. What would you say? Mm. I guess I just lost my question, but I was about to say, like, did you ever? Ha- oh, I know it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> did you ever have to just like focus in on on your path? Were you ever distracted at a point in your journey with just social media having a lot of noise out there constantly? Oh, for sure, always. Yeah. But actually, one of my favorite sayings is "cut the noise." That's actually one of my "cut the noise." I literally tell myself multiple times a week a week to cut the noise because everybody and their mother is telling somebody to be doing something that I'm not doing, you know? I know. <laughs> and it doesn't make me any less successful or capable of growing my business. It just means that right now what I'm doing is focusing on what works for me and cutting the noise out. And that's it. And I God. really listen to a very select few people in my life who have great business sense and great business experience. Um, And so if I'm looking for advice in that sense, I will go to them. But other than that, I cut the noise. Yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you for saying that because I just need that reminder. But it's so true. Like everyone's always saying, got to do this, do this, do that. Cut that out of your life. You're not doing, yeah, it's a lot out there, especially as an agency owner. I mean, it's so important to just be aware of who you're surrounded by, like you said. You know, you did mention an author earlier, or no, I think you mentioned author earlier. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite agency scaling influencers or authors out there that you would love for listeners to hear? 
Um, so maybe from like a um, business book point of view, I do love both of Ryan Serhant's book books. Sorry, um, they're I listened to them actually on Audible. So they were really, really interesting to listen to because he's really kind of a character at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he makes it entertaining for you to listen to, but amazing business advice in there on like how to nurture leads and like increase your lead gen, um, how to fake it till you make it, you know, some really great mm-hmm. advice, especially for people starting out. And it's coming from somebody who has I think he's like the number two real estate seller or something crazy like that in all of the United States. Wow. Yeah. He's sold billions of dollars worth of property. So coming from somebody who, you know, went from zero to that much. um, It's really, really interesting and fascinating to, to read his books. And I really liked the negotiation book um, by Chris Voss. It's called never split the difference because Mm. it teaches you how to negotiate. And this guy was a hostage negotiator um, so he comes from that perspective and he kind of tells stories of like when he was a hostage negotiator and how that can translate into business negotiations or just like salary negotiations for, for just like everyday life. So I thought those two were really great and definitely helped me with my business. Nice. Thank you so much for saying that. I'll definitely tune into those as well. You know, I really enjoyed this conversation. Do you have any last advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this? Any last advice? Um, I guess all I would say is cut the noise. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, keep, keep, keep going. Like, don't stop. It's so worth it to be your own business owner and to um, have something that you can turn back on and say, like, I, I built this myself, you know, so it's quite rewarding. So never, don't give up, keep going. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Do you have anything that you last want to mention about your journey or what helped you get there or anything in general before we transition? I think we pretty much covered everything, but thank you so much for having me today. Yay. I'm so glad that you came on as well. How can people get in contact with you? So you can follow me at Cordial Media, Cordial with a K instead of a C across all channels. Um, but I do post the most regularly on YouTube. So you can definitely check out check me out there if you're looking for any Pinterest marketing advice. I break down lots of things every single week on my channel. Yay. Thank you so much for your time. And okay. Thank you have so a good much. evening. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.